We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 11th, 2009. We're going to be continuing with the article on the um, how they're going to try to ban silver as a pesticide, uh, colloidal silver or ionic silver is most of what's on the market. The justification for considering silver to be a pesticide in the first place is because it kills bacteria, viruses, and other single-cell pathogens, which the environmentalist groups have defined as pests. So these are, it's like pest control. We're doing, when we take silver, we're, we're killing the pests in our body, so it has to be a pesticide. Using the same definition would apparently also make common bleach, rubbing alcohol, drinking alcohol, aerosol disinfectants, and antibiotic and antiviral drugs pesticides as well. But only silver has been singled out. You see the hypocrisy. There's so much hypocrisy around this whole thing, that, this whole subject that we're talking about with the vaccinations and the cover-ups and everything else. It's just amazing. One wonders why environmental groups are seemingly in bed with Big Pharma to begin with the issue of silver, which is a natural element that has been in our water, soils, plants since mankind first put down footsteps in the sands of time. Where is the concern over all the drugs that are polluting our drinking water? According to recent investigative reports from the Associated Press, U.S. manufacturers, including major drug makers, have released at least 271 million pounds of pharmaceutical drugs into waterways that often provide drinking water for millions of Americans. Contamination of federal government has has um, consistently overlooked. This is why I tell people I'm not big on anybody drinking tap water. I mean, unless you're... Definitely don't drink it. Uh, please filter it as much as you can get it filtered. Um, I'm not saying go so far as to distill, but... Um, a good reverse osmosis with carbon pre-filter, you know, I would say would be your minimum you'd want to try to do. Uh, they're putting so much stuff, so much stuff's in the water supply now. I do like the Eclo Blues that Alex Jones advertises. The thing about the Eclo Blues, you've really got to make sure, if you get one, I'm telling people this, make sure you clean the reverse osmosis membrane no more than every two weeks and make sure you clean the, the basket filter underneath once a week. Um, and I would dump the water in the, in the bottom uh, basin once a week as well. And trust me, I learned this the hard way. <laughs> I've put like a day of effort into dealing with the Ecla Blue that I've got. And it has been a nightmare. But I wasn't doing everything I needed to do. I thought I was. Two pages got stuck together in my owner's manual, and I wasn't aware that I had to clean the RO membrane, which stands for reverse osmosis, and it turned into a nightmare. I couldn't get the, the bad taste out of the water, and um, now I've got it fixed. Okay, So I do think it's a good unit. It's quality made. The problem is with the unit. If you're a woman, um, there's a lot of things that require a lot of force to get panels off. The tolerances on that machine are so tight and it's um, I'm a pretty strong individual and I have it's been everything I can do. I had to last night actually get vice clamps out in order to get the top of the RO filter off and I, I'm not tightening these things down extraordinarily tight it just seems like when you go back to untighten them they end up that way. So it's not a user friendly particularly if you were a woman it would be very hard. It's hard for me you know, and I'm a 240-pound man to do this. So just as a caveat and a warning, I'm, I'm just telling you right up front, 
I think it's a great thing to have, but um, uh, there's some things that could definitely be improved on the machine itself. Uh, let's go further. Because that machine makes water out of thin air, which is really nice because you don't got to worry about any of the tap water issues. You don't have to worry about any of the groundwater issues. It's made out of thin air, and it goes through reverse osmosis, two carbon filters, uh, one other one. So it's being filtered very well. So anyway, it's called Eclo Blue. You can find them up on Alex Jones' website, uh, Infowars or PrisonPlanet.com. Uh, let's go further here. Okay, so let's see. According to the Associated Press report, trace amounts of a wide range of pharmaceuticals, including antibiotics, anticonvulsants, mood stabilizers, and sex hormones, have been found in American drinking water supplies. Pharmaceuticals have now been detected in drinking water of at least 151 million Americans. The figures report... See, it's like Satan just wants to defile the earth any way he can defile it, is what it really boils down to. And this is just one more way he can defile God's creation. In this case, he's going after the water. Not to mention all the other chemicals in there, like chlorine and fluoridation and, and these other horrific chemicals that they put in the water. Um... Let's see. Most cities and water providers still do not even test for these things. So these are just the tip of the iceberg. Some scientists say that wherever researchers look, they will find pharma-tainted water. The AP report also noted pharmaceutical makers typically are excused from having to submit an environmental review for new products. And the FDA has never rejected a drug application based on potential environmental impact. Furthermore, according to the uh, Associated Press report, the big pharma companies do not need to submit environmental reviews for their drugs, which are now contaminating the drinking water of tens of millions of American of men, women, and children. But colloidal silver, which has never been demonstrated to contribute to environmental pollution, in fact, it would be the exact opposite, because the silver would actually be a purifier of things. I mean, it would kill a lot of the, the, of the bad bacteria and things of this nature. But it's, it's been singled out by environmental groups backed by their big pharma paymasters for extreme and completely unwarranted environmental regulations that will literally drive most, if not all, colloidal silver manufacturers and vendors completely out of business. It's all being pulled off in the name of protecting the environment. In short, Big Pharma produces hundreds of billions of dollars a year worth of prescription drugs, and millions of pounds of these drugs annually end up polluting our environment. Yet the environmental groups remain silent with nary a single call to regulate Big Pharma's drugs as environmental pollutants. In other words, Big Pharma is polluting the environment with drugs, but rather than opposing Big Pharma, the environmentalist groups are taking money from them and ruthlessly attacking the most popular natural health alternative alternatives to prescription antibiotic drugs produced by the pharmaceutical companies. So it's pretty obvious what's going on here. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil, and... Um, these companies are satanic in their origin, and they are of their father the devil, and of his works they will do. That's basically what we're talking about here. Now, I've gotten several people email me this, and actually the owner of the company emailed me this, uh, probably two or three months ago. And um, it was, uh, this is entitled, 2009 Swine Flu Pandemic Vaccines Are Rendered Obsolete by NASA Technology. Um, 
this was put out in June 13, 2009, a man has stepped forward with a $1 million reward in gold to challenge vaccine supporters. CDC and government to justify promotion of vaccines over natural immunization by Bionade and Zeoheal. These are the two products uh, he produces. His, um, I call him, his name, he calls himself Elder. Okay, that's his, actually his name. And um, he emailed me and he emailed me and told me about this. Uh, he's got a million dollars in gold he's put up challenging the vaccination companies that they can, if they can. Um, prove that their product works better than his regarding true vaccination, let's say, of meaning, you know, we're actually going to be giving you something that's going to prevent the very thing. We're not going to give you something that's going to actually cause it, like the vaccinations that we're dealing with now, H1N1, which have the live attenuated virus already in it. Um, Uniform pixoscalar concentrated Oligodynamic silver hydrosols, that's what he's calling this, is a new category surpassing older OSH technology. The historic breakthrough resulting in a new drugless covalent bonded non-photosensitive trioxysilver category utilizing NASA technology used on the International Space Station. Uh, in the article, Promising Cure for URTI Pandemics, including H5N1 and SARS, has the solution to the coming plagues been discovered? Doctors reveal that vaccines are rendered obsolete and that this OSH, which is the oligodynamic silver hydrazole, will also kill methylene-resistant Staphylococcus aureus or MRSA. We just talked about that earlier. I believe the, the Invive will, will do that as well. I've got case history on that. Dr. Eric G. Rents published a convincing retrospective peer-reviewed treatise on a highly advanced virotoxic silver hydrazole product making the case that the agent of choice that it is the agent of choice to combat SARS and pandemics. And I give you the article here. You can go read it. Note that two specific elements must be present for the allowance of personal liberties to be set aside um, regarding vaccinations. Number one, there must be a substantiated emergency need for the vaccines. And they must be approved, cleared, properly labeled, in accord with health regulations. Well, we know they haven't done that. That's why Mike Adams has his attorney trying to stop the distribution of them. It was the first article we talked about in the previous teaching, the previous part of this, because they've done none of that. So that by itself, you know, they haven't done. They haven't approved, include, approved cleared, or properly labeled, or... It's not being done. There is no evidence of a pandemic and the current position of FDA states that vaccines do not have to be approved, cleared, or properly labeled in accord with health regulations. Um, Now, the thing is, is with this whole substantiated emergency, see, that's something they can manipulate very easily. And if they, and I've said this before, if they, you know, people get the flu mist and then they start getting the injectable and then they chemtrail us, some type of binary agent, then all of a sudden people really start getting sick. Then it will be a substantiated emergency. So I'm not real big on keen on that because these, the pharma cartel, if they can pull this off, there'll be a substantiated emergency. It'll be from the vaccines and probably the chemtrails, but it will be a real emergency. People will be panicking greater than you've ever seen in, in America, most likely. 
Number two, there must be no other viable alternatives to deal with a pandemic. In other words, in order for uh, personal liberties to be set aside and you vaccinated. Silver hydrazoles have been proven to support the immune system as a natural immunization and advances in this technology have been advanced with a new category, uh, which is what I talked about before, this uniform pixoscalar concentrated oligodynamic silver hydrazole. Now, I had never really heard of this, to be honest. I'm, I, this, is, this product is literally like apples and oranges, meaning they're two totally different things. Regarding the Invive Silver that, that I've been recommending, and I still stand behind it, and I still believe God led me to that product. But the Bible also says in Daniel, um, uh, where it talks about that in the end times, um, knowledge will increase. And many will run to and fro seeking knowledge, and knowledge will increase. Well, again, this is one more step in most likely the evolution of silver products. Now, the actual silver content in the one that the Bionade, it's called Bionade, that he has right now, um, they've got two versions. They've got the Bionade, and he just came out with the double strength, which is, the double strength's only six parts per million. The uh, regular strength is three parts. Now, what I sell, typically sell, is 5,000 parts per million. Now, I'm not saying um, that it's 5,000 or whatever times better. I'm saying that this is a totally different technology they're using here. Something I've never seen before. I have ordered some of this. I have um, uh, used some of this at this point. I really do think it's the real deal. I think it's a good, very, very good product. Okay, How for, for me to compare this to what I... To the Invibe is very, very hard for me to do because, number one, I haven't used it very long. Uh, I've got a lot of clinical experience with the Invive. I know it's a lot stronger. Um, if we got hit in a pandemic, you know, it's very, very hard for me to be dogmatic as to say, okay, how, do, how would, you, uh, would you use these together? I think it would be ideal, probably, to use them together if you had actually contracted something that... Um, had been injected into you, or if it was a life or death situation, yeah, it would probably be a good idea to have both on hand. Uh, I think that the Invive by itself, um, taken in the right quantities, is all you would need. But this is an alternative, and it's, it's actually cheaper as well. It's not as expensive as the Invive that I've been recommending. It's not near as um, concentrated, and they don't have to use near as much silver, so they can keep their costs a little bit lower. Um, I've talked with Elder on the phone, for my word. I don't know. Probably in total at least an hour and a half. I talked to him on the phone the other night for at least an hour. Really great guy. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just really wanting to get the word out. And he's put this, I mean, he's put his money where his mouth is. And that's one of the reasons I looked at this because I've never seen anybody else do this. Where they put out a million dollars, he put out a million dollars in gold challenging the, uh, the vaccination companies. So he's putting his money where his mouth is, and um, he's working. He he's claims to have worked with over 5,000 different researchers and scientists developing this product. There's a lot of different technologies that are in this. This is way more than just the little bit of silver that's in the product. There has a lot to do with oxygen content, and the water that they're using is a very specialized, highly penetrating water. I saw a whole thing up on Google the other night just on the water that's used in uh, making this. Very impressive. That's all I can really say. And I wanted to mention this because I do think it's another 
a really big-time up-and-coming product that could help a lot of people. But again, if this stuff goes through with the EPA and they ban silver as a pesticide, none of it's going to be available. So do what you have to do now because I, I have no idea how long um, we're going to have access to this. Next article is doctors concerned that flu mist vaccine could spread the H1N1 virus. 60% of the U.S. population at risk is the swine flu nasal spray a pandemic waiting to happen. Doctors and hospitals are expressing concern that flu mist could endanger people because it contains the live H1N1 virus, unlike the injectable shot that contains the antibodies. Okay, so they're saying the injectable, but again, there's going to be several vaccine potential manufacturers, and so it's hard to be dogmatic as to one might contain it and one might not. We, we don't know in totality yet. When no less than 60% of the U.S. population immunodeficient, meaning their immune system isn't working properly, in one way or another, could flu mist be a pandemic waiting to happen? Well, I said that the, on the interview that I did the other night with Derek Dreamer, that, um, for instance, the Gators football team, the, the week before they were supposed to uh, play... Um, uh, Kentucky, they all took the swine flu, nasal uh, thing. And half the team was sick, self-admitted, that same week. Oh, what a coincidence. We take the flu and then everybody gets sick. So much so that many had to actually fly in separately, including their star player, Tim Tebow. So, you know. And then he gets, he gets this horrific, almost, could have been potentially, could have broke his neck. Injury, this concussion that he got, freak accident, the same, you know, you wonder. Like I said, these, va- these, these vaccinations are cursed. They're a witch's brew. You don't know what it could be doing to you on a spiritual level. He's very, very vocal about being a born-again Christian, praising Jesus Christ, things like this on TV. And, and somebody like him, to me, in some ways would be more susceptible because he is a born-again Christian and he's getting this witch's brew injected into him. From a spiritual level, I don't know what's really happening. I don't think any of us will know until you know we're with, we're with the Lord. Uh, that's why I don't want to take any chances. Hospitals in Colorado and elsewhere are shunning the H1, the flu mist H1N1 vaccine, a nasal spray that contains a live swine flu virus, because of fears it could infect people with a weakened immune system and underlying health conditions. Several metro area hospitals said they won't be taking the flu mist because they don't want to endanger patients. So these are hospitals, you know, saying this. They don't want to endanger patients. I pray they they all do it. Uh, next article. Military to get mandatory swine flu shots soon. This is from September 29, MSNBC. Associated Press. U.S. military troops will now begin getting the required swine flu shots in the next week to 10 days. So this has already started. With active duty forces deploying to war zones and other critical areas going to the front of the vaccine line, Air Force General Gene Renault also said that as many as 400 troops are ready to go to five regional headquarters around the country to assist federal and health and emergency management officials. In other words, they've got troops ready to go to the vaccine centers to make sure they're going to assist in giving these vaccines. So now we've got military presence at the vaccine centers. That's comforting, isn't it? The Pentagon has bought 2.7 million vaccines, and 1.4 million of those will go to active duty military. National Guard troops on active duty are required to receive the vaccine as well, as are civilian Defense Department employees who are in critical jobs. Because I can 
compel people to get the shots, large numbers will have the vaccine, said Renault. Yeah, he's their, he's their commanding general. Uh, commander, he's the, he's the commander of U.S. Northern Command. <clears throat> he goes on to say, they will, as a percentage of the population, be vaccinated more rapidly than many of us. So we may see some objective results, good or not, of the vaccinations. Shots will be doled out on a priority basis with troops preparing. Here's another thing they're doing that I see them doing. They're creating this environment. I I noticed they're doing this on the news where, well, we may not have enough. And and you you better, uh, you know, supplies are limited. We don't know how our supplies are going to hold up. They're creating a lot of that. That makes it seem like, wow, I better go get it now because I might not be able to get it at all if I don't. Personally, I think that's all a lie. I think they've got plenty. You know, I think they're just creating this perceived, you know, need here. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Shots will be doled out on a priority basis with troops preparing to deploy first, followed by other active duty forces, particularly any who might be needed to quickly respond to a hurricane or other emergency. Inoculating the military is a key requirement of the Pentagon's emergency plan as a way to ensure that troops are available to protect the nation. Oh boy, I'm so glad they're going to be vaccinated to the gills. This is one of the main causes of Gulf War syndrome. It's been proven. Just get the get the uh, get the go watch the DVD Beyond Treason, and they'll they'll tell you. And those are MDs that were on the front lines. They'll they'll show you what depleted uranium did in Iran and what the vaccines did, and drinking the uh, all of their soft drinks over there with NutraSweet after they let them uh, ferment in the can and get above hundred degrees where the NutraSweet started converting into formic acid and formaldehyde, and literally that's what it converts into, wood alcohol, which is totally toxic to the liver. There were so many things they did to the troops. You know, it wasn't just one thing. I can't just just blame it on the vaccines, but it was so many things. It's called Beyond Treason. And uh, you might be able to find it up on the internet somewhere to view. I don't know. I, I think it got taken off YouTube. But you can get the DVD. It's unbelievable. It's, it, I've seen it. I've got it, actually. It's just unreal. Again, this stuff should be front-page news. So, this continues by saying they will also, these troops will also be on tap to help states if problems come up as the flu season continues. Now, this was in my PowerPoint, pres- it's in my PowerPoint presentation up on the internet, in this avion flu presentation I did. Uh, did you know that former President Clinton quietly signed Executive Order 13139 on September 30, 1999? This order requires military personnel to receive experimental vaccines not approved by the FDA and denies the soldiers the right to refuse or even to be provided with informed consent of what they are receiving. All true. And I give you five links you can go to to prove it. Five links. Executive Order 13139. That's that's a pretty good deal, don't you think? I mean, if you go into the military, I just tell people, they own you. So if you go there, you don't have any right to refuse vaccines. I mean, unless you want to be put in uh, military prison, that's what's going to happen to you. So, <laughs> not really a good deal as far as I can see. Next article, which confirms this, is entitled, A Personal Vaccine Tragedy. An alarming number of U.S. troops are seeing severe reactions to some of the vaccines they receive in preparation for going overseas. This was not the not from the Internet originally. 
though the video can be seen on the internet now. It was presented by Cincinnati, Ohio, Target 5, TV presentation in 2007. The story featured a young man, 20 years of age, in the Marine Corps, Lance Corporal David Fay, F-E-Y. You can go up on YouTube right now and key in uh, David Fay and maybe vaccination. You'll find it. You'll see it. I mean, this kid, it, he was, you know, good-looking, good-looking boy. You can't even recognize him after, I don't know what it was, one or two years after this vaccine ordeal. You can't, he doesn't even look remotely like the same person. It is unbelievable what it, what it did to him in his personal case. Now, remember, it kills people all the time, but this is somebody that was just badly damaged. But this Lance Corporal David Fay, who had a strange experience at the Marine Base in California 2005, he said, quote, They asked us our name, we stood on these yellow footprints, and they gave us this shot. We got the rest of the day off. Oh boy, thank you. He recalled, after that shot, I started swelling up. I gained 30 pounds of water. My eyes swelled up where I couldn't see. I mean, he looks real, like, just real waterlogged and bloated and just, you wouldn't recognize him if you saw his pictures before. David Fay almost died from kidney failure and was transported to a hospital in his home county. He had to undergo dialysis three times a week. That's when your kidneys just shut down. they got to put you on dialysis. While waiting for a kidney transplant. Thank you, Mr. Vaccine. Mr. Experimental Vaccine, that I was never provided knowledge of what I was receiving, just like the executive order I just cited. His pain was so bad that his mother confessed praying for him to be taken away in the night to spare him of his misery. All attempts to uncover what was in the shot have, leaded, have led nowhere. David Fay's mother was told the information was classified as confidential, and they don't have to do it because of that executive order I just cited. I wish they would have brought that up in this article, but nobody's tied the two together, it seems like. The military records didn't even show that David had been given any vaccination. After 11 months, the flu shot was flu shot was entered by hand into David's military record. Oh, they just oh, we'll, we'll just put flu shot. That's what he got. 11 months later, a military medical officer who had his name withheld and identity obscured in the TV report asserted there are thousands of similar cases ranging from arthritic pains to death after vaccinations, and when they complain, they are usually told it's all in their heads. The medical officer went on to say, when the issue, I believe, of the use of vaccine comes out, I believe it will make Walter Reed's scandal pale in comparison. But again, it's all suppressed by the, by the corrupt media. He also speculated on the possibility that experimental vaccinations were being administered to military personnel. Medical Mafia author, who's a medical doctor on speaks on the hidden agenda behind the swine flu vaccinations. Um, Dr. Gulliane Lancott speaks candidly about what she believes to be the hidden agenda behind the government swine flu vaccination hysteria. Dr. Lancott was prosecuted by the Canadian Medical Board for her expulsion from that medical community because of her stance against vaccinations. She has reemerged with this, and I quote her in my avian flu presentation as well, but I didn't know she was like in hiding. Now she's reemerged with a sincere and frightening message regarding vaccinations. Since this trial, the same physicians have continued their career in public health and now hold honorable positions. They are the very ones who are pushing the public toward the new worldwide epidemic. 
this H1N1 pandemic is concocted and orchestrated by the World Health Organization and serves the same military, political, and industrial interests as those of the 1976 swine flu uh, vaccination scheme. Have these physicians lost their memory or were they serving those interests right from the beginning? No, they just sold their soul to the devil and they are of their father and of his works they will do. Their father Satan. That's essentially what we're talking about here. She says, I am emerging from a long silence on the subject of vaccination because I feel that this time the stakes involved are huge. The consequences may spread much further than anticipated. Here are the most important consequences. Compulsory inoculation of vaccines containing a deadly virus, massive and targeted reduction of world population, through vaccines possible introduction of microchips for mind control. Now, here's another lady, another MD saying this. It's, it's like they're saying it like it's a foregone conclusion. We have the, the, the MD over in Germany. We've got Dr. Carley. Now we've got this, and they're all MDs saying it. Okay? So, you know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. Do you want to take the chance? Just on the vaccine issue alone. Not to mention all the other stuff I brought up. Establishment of martial law and police state. Activation of concentration camps built to accommodate the rebellious. Transfer of power from all nations to a single United Nations government. And fulfillment of the New World Order. That's our conclusion. What is the linchpin? The pandemic vaccination issue. As, as I really believe the Lord showed me a long time ago, the reason I did that 14-city tour for, for this very reason. I've been screaming about this for over five years now. Now, I'm not the only one. I'm not, I'm not reaching more people than anyone, but, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. I, I have to. I have to warn people. It's so flagrantly obvious what is going on here. You have got, I mean, if you've heard this information, and, 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 and particularly if you've heard more than these teachings, and if you've looked at the research, and you're still not convinced, I don't know what it would take to convince you. I have no clue. Next article. Former Lieutenant Colonel sues Florida over forced vaccination policy. A former Lieutenant Colonel who almost died from taking smallpox shot is suing the state of Florida over a law that allows the government to forcibly vaccinate the public in the event of a pandemic. Now, they're not contesting that at all. In this article, they're not contesting, oh, we can't do that. They're not contesting it. That's why this former Lieutenant Colonel suing the government. Carmen Reynolds claims that the vaccination she was forced to take during her 20-year military career destroyed her physique and wrecked her internally, causing excruciating pain and permanently damaging her immune system. All by design. The Florida law mandating forcible vaccinations in the event of a public health emergency makes no exceptions for religious objections or health conditions and allows for police forces to be used to quarantine individuals who refuse to take the shot or even forcibly inject them at gunpoint if necessary. Did you hear what I just said? Mandating forcible vaccinations. No exceptions for religious or health conditions. And they can force quarantine you if you refuse to take the shot or evenly forcibly inject you at gunpoint. Put one right in my head, is what I'd say, before I'll take it. Put it right in my head, if you do me that favor. As opposed to making me die a slow death. If the Lord Jesus Christ permits you 
to put one in my head because he's in control. He's in control. That's my stance. I mean it. I, I mean, <laughs> that's my stance. I view this like, I'm not saying it's the mark of the beast, but I would avoid it as, as heartily as I would avoid the mark of the beast, knowing what I know now. And what kind of hypocrite would I be if I sit here and say, well, if you gotta take it, you gotta take it, after I've said all of this stuff. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna do that. And, and again, only the Lord Jesus Christ can give you the strength to really do what I just said. Okay? He's the only, you can't rely on your own struggle. I'm a big man, this and that. I'm not, I'm not relying on any of that. I'm relying on the Lord Jesus Christ. If I have to do that, and if they do that, then I would be an example no matter what happens to me, I want my listeners to fight and to go on and to never lose faith. Ever. Don't ever turn your back on God. Ever. The Bible says, They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now, I'm not talking about works-based salvation. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit living inside you, empowering you to be an overcomer. If you want to know what an overcomer is, I've done a whole teaching on it. Just can part of the word for overcoming in the keyword search box on Sermon Audio. It's not works-based, but we can. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And if they were to do this, let's say worst-case scenario, take you out as a result of this. And this is worst-case scenario, I understand. The Bible says, pray that you become worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth. And Psalm 64 prays that you're hiding, God hides you from the secret counsel of the wicked. And Psalm 91 talks about a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So these are the things that you really should be dwelling on. I don't want to do anything to get anybody's faith messed up. I want to increase your faith. But, if the Lord would require this, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's the gateway to heaven. I just, I think that's the day and times we're coming into where I think we're going to, that's going to be you know, what we got to do. You know, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. So anyway, uh, I refuse, she goes on to say, I refuse to be killed by another vaccine. Because she knows if she gets one more, she's dead. States Reynolds, who is suing, I mean, this is a retired lieutenant colonel. Reynolds stated who is suing the Florida governor, attorney general, and surgeon general over the law. I served my country for 22 years, not to be told that I am a criminal, a second-degree misdemeanor offender, because I raised my hand and said that this isn't right. I don't want toxins injected into my body because it jeopardizes my health, Reynolds told ABC3 News. Similar laws are on the books across America and could easily be enforced should the swine flu pandemic return in the form of a deadlier mutation. See, that's the thing, is when, when, if the Lord permits it, the deadlier mutation arrives, and I've given you a whole bunch of scenarios how that could happen, then they're really going to have a justification. So have all of your ducks in a row now. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. That's justification. The Bible talks about if a man provideth not for his own house, he's worse than an infidel and has denied the faith. So if you're just sitting around all footloose and fancy free doing absolutely nothing. Now if that's what the Lord's really calling you to do, that's fine. Okay, but I'm saying is is if you're a man of the house, you're responsible for your own family. 
Okay? You do what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling you to do, but you've been warned. Okay? And I give resource after resource I try to give to help people um, prepare for this. That's what this whole ministry is about. A big part of it. Uh, let's see here. So, that deadly mutation is, is the big thing to think about. Okay, so now, uh, let's go to the next article. Does the swine flu vaccine contain adjuvants that are also used for sterilization? This is something new I didn't know. Squalene, emulsified in what they call tween 80, is used in the swine flu vaccine as an adjuvant according to Novartis patent and is also used as an immunization sterility vaccine for domestic animals according to Ohio State patent. So squalene is also used for sterilization. Isn't that funny? Hmm. Wow. Seems like they're really targeting, they're really, really wanting to get that birth rate down. And they're really wanting to sterilize as many people as possible. Novartis is the pharmaceutical company which is producing the swine flu vaccine for Western countries. Oh, imagine that. Novartis and their... Oh, Wow. Squalene emulsified in tween 80 surfactant used as an immunization sterility vaccine on domestic animals. This is, I just read you the title of the report of this patent. And then there's another link to, to the, uh, the, that confirms the patent information. So that's another thing squalene does. Next article. Big Pharma. This is interesting. Unbelievable. Big Pharma to microchip to force microchip to force drugging. This is from Andrew Jack at the Financial Times. This was September 22nd. Patients who fail to pop pills on time could soon benefit from having a chip on their shoulder. I love I love punny humor. I mean funny humor. Sorry. He goes on to say under a groundbreaking electronic system being developed by Novartis the Swiss Pharmaceuticals Group, the company is testing technology that inserts a tiny microchip into each pill swallowed, and then sends a reminder to the patients by text messaging them if they fail to follow the doctor's prescriptions. <laughs> i got to laugh about this one. I mean, you talk about sheeple people. Anybody that would agree to do this, they've not only drank the Kool-Aid, they've drank like a gallon of the Kool-Aid. They have bought into the party line. I mean, let me read that again. The company is testing technology that inserts a tiny microchip into each pill, swallow, and sends a reminder to patients by text message on their phone if they fail to follow their doctor's prescriptions. Do what Big Brother tells you to do. Take your pharmacia, take your sorcery pill, or bad things may happen. We may call the police on you. You may have to be incarcerated. You've been a bad boy. We may have to take your children away, too. The partnership with Proteus Medical, which originally developed the technology, is one of several alliances under development by Novartis as it and its rival pharmaceutical companies attempt to maintain high prices for innovative medicines by ensuring that they are taken as doctor's orders. Pfizer's Health Solutions Division has developed a system to telephone patients to encourage them to take the medicine. They want to get everybody drugged up. They want to get everybody on 10, 20, 30 meds if they can get them on it. It's all reoccurring revenue to the pharmaceutical companies. That's why I stated earlier, pharmaceutical companies have absolutely no incentive whatsoever to find a cure for anything. Why? Because it's all reoccurring revenue. They treat the symptoms 
of the disease. A lot of times it's not a disease. I mean, they, they put disease classifications on everything now. Everything. You know, acid reflux disease. What does that imply? It's a disease and i got to take a drug. I'm too stupid to figure anything out for myself, so i just got to take this drug. I'm not saying you're stupid if you're taking drugs. I'm just saying it's what they're basically implying to you. You're too stupid to figure this out on your own. There's nutritional reasons for almost every single thing that goes wrong in the body. I understand, yes, there's some genetic conditions. And I understand, yes, sometimes surgery is necessary for specific things. Like, I totally tore my anterior cruciate ligament in my left knee. I have a ligament from another person in my left knee. Okay? That was a necessary surgery for me because it wasn't going to grow back on its own unless the Lord healed it and I wasn't a Christian. Okay, so I'm not not totally against... Taylor, just getting her knee stitched up. I'm not against any of that. Emergency medicine, it saved my life on one occasion, okay? I'm not against that. I'm talking about the habitual drugging of America or procedures like angioplasty or putting stents in the heart or scraping the carotid arteries like my grandma just got done this week. What about all the other hundreds of miles of arteries in the body that are equally as clogged up? Well, we'll just take care of this one and you'll be fine. You've done nothing to correct the clogging issue by putting stents in, by doing angioplasty, by scraping the carotids. You've done nothing to correct the cause. What the patient needs to be is on things like EDTA chelation. Probably intravenous is the best. It's the most effective. And then also taking a product called natokinase. There's a lot of things that help to deplaque the arteries. Soy lecithin. And soy lecithin is fine. I know soy's bad, but soy lecithin it's just that part, that constituent of the lesson. It's perfectly fine to take. Um, zinc can help to deplaque the arteries. Soy lecithin can. Um, if there's calcium buildup in the arteries, phosphorus, liquid phosphorus can help do it. And that's a big constituent of soy lecithin. That's why it works. Uh, EDTA chelation. Natokinase, the actual enzyme, natokinase can actually help to thin the blood naturally, deplaque the arteries. See, these are things that should be implemented. But no, no, they can't make any money off that. So we would rather cut you open and do this gigantically expensive $100,000 procedure that's not fixing anything. It's just putting a temporary Band-Aid on what your problem is. And go and continue you know, what you were doing before that got you into that shape. And you'll be back in a year or two. Or you'll be dead, which is really preferable for a big pharma. I'm just telling you, the people at the, at the head of these companies are pure evil. And you can go all the way back to IG Farben, which was essentially the, the, the almost one of the beginnings of the modern pharmaceutical industries in America, and they were the driving force behind Hitler, the driving monetary force behind Hitler, and um, they were the ones that made um, one of the nerve gases that were used in Auschwitz. That you know, the list goes on and on. Evil. So it's no wonder they'd be capable of this. Uh, then this article ends by saying Joe Jimenez, head of the pharmaceuticals at Novartis, said test. Using a system which broadcasts from the chip in the pill to a receiver on the shoulder on 20 patients using Diovan, a drug to lower blood pressure. These people are so whacked out of their mind because they're on so many meds they can't remember nothing, in other words. And they've got to have, now they've got to have this microchip in the pill to remind them because they're so, half of them are probably so brain dead they can't even remember. I'm sorry, but that's what it seems like it's saying here to me. Um... 
this is a drug used to lower blood pressure, had boosted compliance with prescriptions from 30% to 80%. Oh, good. Nothing like good compliance to take your meds. Anyway, um, the last article. Why you should avoid taking vaccines. Here's from another MD. How many MDs have we... I mean, these are all MDs saying this, not me. A lot. By Dr. James Howenstein. This is from... This is from 2003. Um, Dr. James R. Shannon. Here's another MD. Dr. James R. Shannon, former director of National Institutes of Health, declared, the only safe vaccine is one that is never used. End of quote. That's it. Cowpox vaccine was believed to be able to immunize people against smallpox. At the time this vaccine was introduced, there was already a decline in the number of cases of smallpox. This is the key to understanding the vaccine issue. Japan introduced compulsory vaccination in 1872. In 1892, there were 165,000, approximately 165,000 cases of smallpox, with, a, with approximately 30,000 deaths, despite the vaccination program. They were implementing it, but they had all these 30,000 deaths, 100, uh, almost 166,000 cases of smallpox. A stringent compulsory small vac- vaccine program which prosecuted those refusing the vaccine, was instituted in England in 1867. Sounds like what we're moving into today. Within four years, 97.5% of persons between 2 and 50 had been vaccinated. But the following year, England experienced the worst smallpox epidemic in the history of their country, with almost 45,000 deaths. Between, I'm um, okay, say, so, whoa, the vaccine worked great then, you know, they implement it and then they have the worst year ever. Between 1871 and 1880, the incidence of smallpox escalated from 28 to 46 per 100,000 people. The smallpox vaccine does not work, neither did any of the other ones. Much of the success attributed to vaccine programs has actually been due to improvement in public health related to water quality and sanitation, less crowded living conditions, better nutrition, and higher standards of living. Typically, the incidence of a disease was clearly declining before the vaccine for that disease was introduced. That way, they could, they could, the vaccine could take credit. Even though everything was in decline, they implement the vaccine, and again, there's a whole book written on this, um, that I, uh, at least one, and probably several, where they give these bar graphs, where they show the vaccines per country, and where they implement the vaccine, it's always at the bottom. That way they can try to come out smelling like a rose. And you're, maybe, at, maybe at first, they might not be able to get away with it, but, you know, ten years from then, eh, who remembers? You know, who's tracking this stuff? Not the average person. So they can try to come out smelling like a rose and say, oh, we eradicated all these diseases with this vaccination. It's all a lie. Um, In England, the incidence of polio had decreased 82% before the polio vaccine was introduced in 1956. In the early 1900s, an astute Indiana physician, Dr. W.B. Clark, stated cancer was practically unknown until compulsory vaccination with cowpox vaccines became introduced. I have to deal with 200 cases of cancer, and I never saw a case of cancer in an unvaccinated person. Hear what he just said? It's been proven that the SB40 virus was 
I mean, it's not, it's totally proven that the SB40 virus from the monkey, contaminated monkey uh, kidneys that they grew it off, which is what they culture the vaccine off, was in the polio vaccine. And that SP40 virus is cancer-causing. And when they, when they analyze many people now that get cancer, and they turn up with cancer, lo and behold, the SP40 virus is in the tumor. Well, how did it get there? It got there from their, their time-bomb vaccines, they, the polio vaccines they took way long ago. It didn't happen overnight. Okay, so that's, those were three different more MDs. The MD was right in it and two different other MDs they just quoted there. Uh, hopefully this has convinced you and, and uh, hopefully, you know, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So that applies to me, but it also applies to you. If, you, if you've been a long-time listener, and I'm not saying this so I can build my ministry or I can be popular or whatever. I tell people, don't follow me. Follow the Word of God, okay? If I can, if I can direct you in the right way, you know, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. If, 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 if I can put you in the right direction, whether it's the King James Bible, whether it's coming out of a 501c3 church, whether it's not taking and getting these poisons injected into you, whether it's not coming, falling for the coming whole Maitreya alien agenda that's right around the corner that could be implemented as well. I was up on Derek Dreamer's show the other night, and he sent me this thing, um, it was this, and it looked like a, um, a cloud. A cloud, what we would call a cloud ship, or what the New Agers would call a cloud ship, but it was right over a major, major, uh, I believe, Russian town. And it was multiple people that were filming this thing. It was just sitting there. I'm telling you, we're getting, we're getting prepared on so many different levels for the coming, the really the great crux and the push of the coming end-time delusion. That God is going to be the one that sent, I mean, he said, for this cause, I will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And that talks about the coming of the Antichrist. We're right on the cusp of, of a lot of these things. And these are things we should be look. I mean, if they weren't happening, then I would say, well, maybe we're not that close to the end, you know, the whole end time scenario. But they are happening. They're happening at a greater rate than I've ever... I can't even hardly keep up with it anymore. Um, this this document that I just went over was going to be a newsletter. I'm going to put it out in a newsletter. I'm also put it as a PDF. I've got to find some way of consolidating my time because I'm running out. I can't answer everybody's questions and put all this news together. It's coming at me too quick. Just one person trying to do it all. So, um, uh, you know, I pray for my listeners... Uh, you know, I pray for your protection. Uh, I pray the Lord Jesus Christ blesses you. Taylor prays for you. Um, you know, we we pray for you here in, in our little Bible study. And um, I truly do pray the Lord hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked and that we are accounted worthy to escape all the things coming upon the earth. My, my motto is prepare for the worst, hope for the best. I know that's not a Bible verse in the Bible, but it's, it is true. I mean, you know, it's it's a good motto to... To have and try to be a servant to other people because Jesus said, They that are greatest among you, let him be your servant. And that we humble ourselves as little children before Jesus Christ. We maintain humility before Christ in fear of God and these types of things. And um, uh, that we do are in our obedient to the voice of God or, or, or what to whatever he would want us to do regarding the, the end time scenario that we're moving into. Because we're going to be. My listeners and some of uh, listeners of other uh, people out there that are trying to get the truth out, 
we're going to be some of the only ones on the planet that have a clue what's going on in totality. I'm not saying there's somebody that might not own a particular subject, like somebody's really educated about the swine flu. But I'm talking tying it all together. The Maitreya angle, the, the, the UFO, the, the swine flu, the coming false flag potential nukes, the World War III scenario, all the things that, that we've mentioned so many times over and over again in the teachings. We're going to be in a very privileged position. I believe we are right now because of what we know. And, um, you know, I just pray the Lord uses all of my listeners to the greatest possible extent and that they're like, uh, like the Bible talks about, like, um, you know, let your light so shine before men that they will see and glorify God. And that's what I believe will be used as in, in going into the end times. I don't mean this in a prideful way. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I think that that's the scenario that will play out. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer, and hopefully we'll be meeting again next week, Lord willing. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time that you've given us, letting us come together again, Lord, for another meeting. I do pray, God, that your truth would go forth with power and boldness and might, that your name would be glorified through your truth and your word that is going forth, that many would be saved as a result of these, that... Um, Lord God, if it be your will, the wicked plans of the wicked would be kept back, that these vaccines would would be, um, Lord God, I, I just pray that you would destroy this wicked effort, and that at bare minimum that, that you would make these vaccines, I don't know, make them inert, Lord, that they, they're not even, if it be your will, that they're not even uh, viable, that they're not the poisons that I know them to be. But God, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I do pray, Lord, that you would um, hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. And uh, you would bless my listeners, body, soul, and spirit, their families, their unsaved family members, that you'd save their souls, Father God. That your fear would be upon them, that that fear and the, the goodness and, and, uh, of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance and also the severity, Lord, whatever it takes, to save our unsaved family members or even unsaved co-workers, people that we're around. I pray to God you give them eyes to see, hearts to receive, ears to hear, that you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.